Dink, dink, dink. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Julian. Here with me today, I have my two small, long rata dogs. We have Kermit and we have Peach sharing the table with me. What an honor it is to have you two here. You both have had quite the week. And now, uh, well, we back. Back on the podcast. And I know you guys, uh, you got a little marble action. Got a little marble action last week. He hung out with me. And uh, we needed some Iggy action this week, especially because of the week we've had. Jeez, which we'll get into. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by Postmates. Postmates is a proud sponsor of the podcast. Guys, if you want food delivered, do it with Postmates, all right? It is a great way to support local uh, businesses in your community as well. Uh, And they have contact-free delivery, so you can be totally safe right now. Download the Postmates app and use code JennaJulian for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days of using the app. And get munching and crunching on that food. Also, guys, me undies, world's softest undies, coming in whatever uh, classic or fun color prints that you like. Uh, delivered right to your door. Three times softer than cotton. Go to meundies.com slash Julian. That's meundies.com slash Julian. Get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means you will be 100% satisfied, and they guarantee it. <clears throat> anyway, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm excited to be here once again, hanging out with you guys and uh, chatting, chatting it up. Um... I honestly can't tell you how excited I am to have both Kermit and Peach happy and well laying right in front of me right now. It's uh, It's been uh, quite a long week. Uh, probably a, a few of you know about it, uh, at least for Peachy. Peachy had a, had a crazy week. Uh, but rewinding before that... Um, Kermit, so yeah, the first half of this podcast, I just wanted to kind of give you an update on the dogs, really, uh, and me too a little bit, but the, mainly the dogs, uh, considering, you know, there's some stuff I wanted to update you on. They're all okay and fine and happy, but I do want to, uh, want to share some stuff with you. And then the second half of the podcast, um, I got suggested an idea on Twitter. I believe it was Willowiz who uh, thought it would be cool to talk about tattoos. We could talk tattoos for a little bit. I could look at some of your tattoos that you submitted into our Discord. We have a tattoo channel. Uh, so I was sitting there completely oohing over all of your ink. I mean, the Dink Fam is so, so tatted up. I had no idea. And you guys have the coolest tattoos. I There's literally not enough podcasts that I could go through all of them. But I, I wanted to, and I looked at a lot more than I'll be showing on, on the episode today. Um, so if you submitted and you didn't get on the episode, just know that I probably looked at it and my jaw dropped um, in private, okay, even though it wasn't on the episode. Also, I'm going to do my very best at uh, minding our audio listeners because I don't want to just be looking at a photo and being like, hey, this photo is cool. Moving on. Because if you're listening to that, uh, well, that's just a bit shitty. <laughs> um, uh, so I do want to be mindful that do you know there are people that uh, don't watch this on YouTube and they listen to it on their commute and they don't have a visual. So I'm going to do my best at when I'm looking at the photos or talking about my tattoos or whatever, I'll describe them. I will be as, uh, descriptive and, um, you know, colorful in my language as possible. 
in a good way and a bad way. So you guys can get a good uh, image of what's going on. Anyway, uh, long story short, Peachy here had to be hospitalized uh, last week. And she's fine now. She is okay. She is happy and healthy and back home. Um, Kermit incidentally also went to the same hospital. I don't think I would classify him as being hospitalized. The only reason he went to that same hospital was because it was after hours of our vet. It was a, it was a vet level of visit, right? Like we would have taken him to our vet, but it was after hours and he was in kind of a good amount of pain. So we brought him to the hospital. Peachy actually had to be admitted for an overnight stay. That was full on hospitalization uh, for Peachy. One of my worst days ever. So long story long, um, Peachy was uh, showing signs of like, you know, an upset stomach. She was throwing up. It was kind of coming out both ends and she was she was just kind of like not herself. She was shivering. Um, there's It's weird because like the night before we brought her in, I'm streaming and she like looks at me from her bed. Her bed is on my desk while I stream. And she looks at me from her bed and like wants to get picked up. And she never does that. She always loves sitting in her bed. So I pick her up and I hold her and she's just like shivering. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, something feels wrong. Like, I don't know what it is. You know, she doesn't really ever do this. So I let her outside thinking, you know, she really had to go to the bathroom. She came back and really just wanted to sit with me. Uh, and so throughout that that night, overnight, throughout the evening while I was sleeping, I, w- I would wake up. Uh, we would both wake up and kind of hear her going to the bathroom to throw up and struggle to go to the bathroom. And um, in the morning, that continued. She was pretty relentlessly throwing up. And um, it was to the point where I was very concerned. So I, uh, I was very, um, what's the word? I was very uh, insistent that uh, she gets seen. I called the vet and I said, I, I, I don't know if you have appointments today, but I need my dog to get seen. Uh, and this was like at 7 a.m. I'm on the phone because I woke up early because she was kept getting out of bed and I've just been waking up early anyway. But uh, I took her in at about 7.30 and she, I drop her off. And they call me a few hours later, I want to say like two and a half hours later, saying um, basically that she's continued to throw up at the vet. She's like continued to exhibit signs. Um, She's okay. We took her blood and things look okay. We think she might have um, what am I blanking on it now? Um, The blood test for I'm so blanking on it. Whatever. It was something with her stomach. Um, something itis. Oh, I don't know why I'm, I'll think of it later. But anyway, it, this came back as a positive. She was like, yeah, we think she might have this. Uh, and it's not appendicitis. It's the other one. It's, uh, it's, uh, Jesus, what is wrong with me? Oh, it's been a long week. Anyway, so they're like, yeah, she's okay. She's stable. We took her blood. You know, we think she has this, but we do recommend that you pick her up and bring her to the hospital. And the reason we recommend that is because we think that with her condition, she might want to be monitored overnight. It might be a good idea to not have her be at home tonight. It might be a good idea to have her be under supervision while the night goes through just because we don't know if it's going to get worse. We don't know how she's going to be. Um... And so we were like, of course. I was like, I'm, I'm on my way. I, 
flew over there to the vet, grabbed her, drove her right to the hospital, dropped her off. And I'm holding her and I'm, you know, I'm standing on the sidewalk. You can't go into the vet these days because, uh, you know, there's, you drop, you pull up and they come out and they take your pet. And so I'm holding her and I'm looking at her. And I'm like, you know, nothing really is going through my brain. I'm just like dropping my dog off at the vet. I didn't really feel like it was uh, a situation where I needed to be concerned in any way. Even though I'm at the hospital, like I only felt like I was there for precautionary reasons. And um, so they take her and I head home. And about an hour later, they call me, which I feel like uh, if you if you have a pet and you have been to the vet multiple times, you kind of know that like, and they will tell you this, but you kind of know that no no news is good news when they when your dog is in their hands. The less they call you, the better, in a way, at least generally. So getting a call like I think even less than an hour after I dropped her off, I was like, okay, well, what is this? So she uh, she tells me. It's the vet tech. And she's like, hey, or it might have even been the doctor. She was like, hey, uh, Peachy's with us. She's okay. Um, She's still throwing up. She's a bit cold. And we can't get her blood pressure. And I'm like, wait, what does that even mean? I said, what what do you mean you can't get her blood pressure? What does that mean? And she was like, well, it's too low. So we can't, our, our machine isn't even reading it. And I'm like, I just remember feeling like all of a sudden I just went cold. I was like, okay, um, okay. And they were like, well, okay. So because, because of this, we are, we're marking her care critical. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we'll keep you updated. And that was the phone call. So I was like pretty obviously worried at that point. And it was, it wasn't fun. Uh, I don't think anyone really ever wants to hear that on the phone when, when in regards to their pet, it's just like a scary thing and it sucks, especially because it really felt like from the moment I dropped her both at the vet that morning and at the hospital that afternoon, from both of those moments, it went from that to a hundred real quick. And I didn't feel like I was ready for that at all. There was no warning. There was no sense of this could be a bad day in my mind. It just kind of like escalated really fast with that phone call. So that was really rough. And uh, the afternoon was very, very long. Um, I sat around, uh, tried to keep it together. I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't get lost in any activity. I was pretty much just like mentally or physically or both pacing through my house and my brain for the better part of that day until the late afternoon, early evening, finally spoke to the doctor and she reassures me she's improving. Peach, his blood pressure is now reading. She's warming up. She took a nap. She uh, is no longer throwing up. She's responding to the uh, anti-nausea and the fluids. They had her on heavy fluids because she was very, very dehydrated at that point. And from that from that point on, it was, it was just kind of up and up and up, and it got better and better. And she stayed overnight. And uh, then I picked her up the next morning. Oh, afternoon, actually. She was there for all the next morning. Picked her up the next afternoon. Uh, and when I when I saw her, I, I burst into tears and I couldn't believe I still could get to see her because part of me thought I was never going to see her again. And that, um, it was gnarly. It was, it was like a weird, random, very unexpected 
couple of days for me, and I'm assuming even worse for her. Um, but she's healthy and happy. She had uh, what they called acute gastroenteritis to the point where something triggered it, um, and it basically caused a whole slew of issues with her. Uh, and I don't want to go too much into it because it would just be like me reading symptoms of um, an ailment that a dog went through. It's not interesting, but she she was going through it. And um, we we're changing her diet to a low-fat diet moving forward. Um, she's on some medication for a little while, and we have to really keep an eye on her and not let her be a scavenger like she likes to be. Uh, but she is, she's okay, and she's healthy and back in our house. And uh, it was just, it, it was like one of those weird life reminders that like shit can just be, not can just be, you know, shit is just totally random. And the moment you think that things have to make sense for them to happen to you is the moment something completely nonsensical and random happens to you where you struggle and struggle and struggle to try to understand why it's happening or to come to terms with it. Um, and then after it's done, whether it ends good like it did for me, fortunately, thank God, or if it ends in tragedy, you are thinking about it for a long time and wondering why it happened. And then you're just faced with the cold reality that sometimes life is just fucking random. And when it when it comes to sickness and even death, you know, things like that, not to get too dark and stuff, but it's just the, you know, there is there's no rhyme or reason sometimes to things that happen. Um, and that's really hard. And so it was a hard week, but I'm I can't even tell you how happy I am to have her back home. And she's doing so well. And just hug your pets. You know what I mean? You never know what weird little thing might pop up and scare you half to death that you'll never see him again. <sighs> so that is what happened to Peach. Um, I'm going to move on on a lighter note and talk about what happened to Kermit because it was very, very mild in comparison. Uh, Kermit, I mean, it's not mild in the sense that it's nothing because, you know, as much as we joke that he's our, he is our, uh, disaster child. He's always at the vet. He's always stepping on bees and whatnot. You know, he's, he's an old man. He's 10 and he's dealing with, you know, older dog ailments now. And he was in pain. Uh, so it wasn't funny obviously, but in comparison, it is much lighter. Uh, Kermit had to be brought into the vet a few days prior to this whole peach situation. Uh, because he was he was crying a lot when we would pick him up. He was yelping. He couldn't really move that well. And we actually started to notice a physical swelling in his side. Not not like a ball or anything like acute, but it was just like a general overall. His like ribs and stomach looked a little like inf, you know inflamed. I don't really know, uh, but it was enough for us to be like, well, let's take him into the you know the hospital because again it was like after hours and it was we didn't have time to make an appointment. We had to just take him in. So we brought him in, and uh, at first they looked at him. They were like, "Okay, nothing life, thre nothing life threatening." You know, we looked at him, we palpated him. He's he's okay. Uh, we're gonna send him home, and if he gets worse or it doesn't improve, bring him back, and we'll get an X-ray. Didn't improve. Later that night, later in the evening, we brought him back for an X-ray. Uh, they did an X-ray, and uh, we basically learned that he is suffering from something called IVD disease, uh, which stands for intervertebral disc disease, uh, which basically, um, from what I understand, means that the little discs in between his vertebrae, the little bones that make up his vertebrae, in between those, there are something called discs. And uh, the way they explained it to us, which I'll use the analogy, I don't know if it'll be helpful, is that 
the bones have these little jelly donuts in between them, right? To to pad each other from bumping into each each other's you know each other bones, and so the jelly donuts are very important in that they protect um, bones from each other. They protect the overall uh, integrity of the the spine, and when the bones compress on that jelly donut and the disc goes up into the spinal cord, it can cause a whole bunch of problems. On the minor side, it can cause pain, um, discomfort, lack of, you know, you know, limited movement. On the more serious side, it can cause like very traumatizing things like par- paralysis. It can paralyze a dog. It can cause nerve pain. Uh, it can cause nerve damage, all sorts of stuff because the spinal cord obviously is very important. So we learned that, you know, basically Kermit has IBD disease and it's like old man back disease and we have to put him on crate rest. And so for the past week, he has been on what we like to call around the house, carry me disease, which he is absolutely not upset about. Uh, but he doesn't get free reign to walk or run around at all anymore. We carry him pretty much everywhere. The only time he sees the ground uh, is when he needs to use uh, the bathroom outside or eat his food. The rest of the time, he's either in a crate or in our sling that we have that we go throw over our shoulder or in his bed on our desk. So the Iggy's are, I guess you could say the Iggy's are a bit out of commission at the time being, but, um, they're okay. Um, like I said, you know, it was a, it was not a fun week, but we're just, we're very, very happy to have both of them home with us and feeling better. And they're all on medication. Kermit's on something they call medical management, which is crate rest. It's like you do a bunch of things to try to limit their movement. And hopefully by doing those things, you're treating his pain indirectly. Hello. Uh, so that is the update on the dogs. Hopefully, uh, you, uh, you're not wondering anymore what happened or whatever, but um, again, just counting my lucky stars and feeling very grateful that both of them are in good health and okay. I'm going to put you back on this bed here because I don't want to carry you while I podcast. Um, so on top of the, the fact that the dogs were uh, going through this week, I actually took a little trip to Joshua Tree. I went out to Joshua Tree to film something that you will be seeing tomorrow on my personal channel. It's a video that I've been working on all week. Um, I actually went out of town after all of the dog drama happened, obviously. And uh, I went out for one day, stayed at an Airbnb, completely isolated, and filmed a video out there. I think it was a really fun video idea, and I'm excited for you guys to see it. Um, I'm not going to say anything about it, but it was a it was a cool video, and I got to isolate myself somewhere other than my house, which felt actually pretty good, honestly, just getting outside, looking at the, the scenery that's not my house or my neighborhood was just like, was really nice. Um, also it was fun to like shoot a proper whole entire video with a little bit of travel mixed in. It was something that I missed, haven't done in a very long time. And, um, I, I definitely enjoyed doing that. So if you're looking forward to videos like that, check my channel tomorrow, tomorrow morning, it'll be out. And uh, the whole time it was very hot, very hot, like 107 to 110 most of the day, 
only cool down when the sun completely disappeared. But luckily, I had my MeUndies to keep me nice and cool, three three times softer than cotton, and just silky smooth and breathable, perfect for any temperature. Right now, you guys can get your MeUndies too. You can go to MeUndies.com slash Jonah Julian, start saving 15% uh, with free shipping and satisfaction guaranteed. And what you can do is you can shop for an individual pair. You can shop for a onesie, very light and breathable onesies. You can shop for bralettes. You can shop for socks. They have a lot of different options if you're shopping for soft things, okay? We like to call the uh, the onesie the outfit of the quarantine because I feel like it is perfect to wear around your house. It's a gamer outfit. You guys know this. Uh, and they also offer uh, a MeUndies membership where you would get new uh, items every month uh, delivered to you and you don't have to pick them out, which is cool. Um, they're serious about softness, like so serious that they secured the world. Sorry, they sc- they scoured the world for the softest fabric known to man. We have been talking about how soft their fabric is for years now, three times softer than co- cotton. It is micro modal uh, and it's really hard to describe because once you feel it, you just kind of get it. Uh, it all starts with sustainably sourced beechwood trees that magically turn from pulp to yarn to undies, undies that feel kind of like heaven on your skin. It's basically like being naked without being naked. So check it out. Go to meundies.com slash Jenna Julian. It's a no brainer. You get 15% off your first order and free shipping with hundred percent satisfaction. Awesome sponsor of the podcast. Also, Postmates, we use this all the time. It is a great delivery service. It makes it easy for you to enjoy all the food you love without any of the hassle or risk now of going to get it out in the world. Uh, A lot of your areas are only doing takeout, which is perfect for Postmates because Postmates is still bringing you all the food that you like and you can eat it in the safety and comfort of your own home. They also have Postmates Pickup, which you can use to basically use takeout, but they, the process of doing it on Postmates is so much easier than having to like call, look up a menu online. No, Postmates has it all right here for you. So if you do feel like going to get takeaway yourself, you use Postmates pickup. Uh, It's a great way. Like I said, ordering local to support your local businesses and restaurants that you might love and might be struggling right now. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android and uh, find your favorite foods. You can even go grocery shopping on Postmates. I do it all the time. Even if it's one ingredient or 10 ingredients or 50 ingredients, you can do your shopping on Postmates for food any which way. Download the Postmates app. Use code Jenna Julian. That's uh, $100 of free delivery credit you'll get for your first seven days of using the app. It is a very, very cool app and makes life easy in a time when life is hard. It's very important. Very, very important. So I thought it would be fun after reading Willow's uh, comment on Twitter that we go over some tattoos and uh, I get to look at some of your tattoos. And I guess um, I could also talk a little bit about my tattoos first, or maybe I'll do that after. Let's go to your tattoos. My tattoos you've seen, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll give you a little bit of a, a tour or whatnot after I go through yours. But I do want to note, sorry, just messing with this. I do want to note, I'm going to move to the side so you can see them, uh, that I will only be positively critiquing and and looking, commenting, rather not critiquing, positively commenting on your podcast, on your tattoos on the podcast, excuse me. Uh, Because I do feel like tattoos are not only so personal and important to each person that has them, 
but it is nobody's business in general, my opinion, it is nobody's business to critique someone else's tattoos, at least out loud. Keep it to yourself. Hey, Peachy, I love you, but you need to stay there. Stay, stay. Um, I, I am so overwhelmed by how beautiful all of your tattoos are and all of you should, should be so excited and proud to have these amazing pieces of art on your body forever. And whether, if, whether they mean nothing to you in terms of like an event or a person or a memory, or they mean something really important to you, uh, it's, it's important in its own right, just because it's your tattoo. So I think it's important that we all mind that, uh, just in general, you know, when, when looking at other people's tattoos, just be nice and, um, always put yourself in the position of someone who might be receiving the feedback of something that is so personal to them. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very personal thing. So let's just all be, let's all be good. Anyway, let's start. Oh, by the way, I, I, I think I mentioned earlier, but, um, bubs is the first one we'll look at. Uh, it, this is the discord I'm reading from. Okay. So if you want to post, post your tattoos in the tattoo channel of our discord, you can find our discord in the link below. Bubs. First of all, Bubs, I'm so incredibly sorry for your loss. This is a really, really heavy uh, thing that you are going through. My sister was killed in a car accident last Wednesday night. We had matching tattoos that she had done. She was a tattoo artist. Last night, I had her boss at the shop give me her half of the set so they could stay together forever. I'm in love with it. Bubs, I am so incredibly sorry for your loss. Sending you so much love. This tattoo is beautiful. Um... It seems, well, first of all, it's the color is just, it pops so well. I love the symmetry of it. I love the meaning behind it. And I love how you got both sides to it. Um, just adorable. I love it. Just a really, really, really sweet, beautiful tattoo that clearly means a lot to you. And again, I'm sorry for your loss and I hope you're doing okay. Uh, Sir Rosie or Rosa, I have one on my arm. So this doesn't have a description. But I'm looking at some nice line work of a woman with like a cloud covering her face, which is really neat. Uh, and she seems to be like in water, like based on, I love it. I love the mix between just the fine lines and the dots because it's like a beautiful contrast of, uh, of the two kind of line works. I think that's really neat. Kermit's crying already. Kermit, do you want tattoos? Uh, Wolf Andy Arrow. Oh no, sorry. They were they were replying to Wolf Andy Arrow. Uh, G E Q C E says these are my two most recent, and then they posted two: one of this long, big snake, and then one of a big old bird. I'm looking at the bird one. It looks to be on their thigh. This is outstanding. I can't believe it's like they're the top of their thigh, their quad is covered by uh hawk eagle looking bird, just really majestic, all black and gray with some flowers behind him and in front of him. I love the fact that you can like bring such I don't know, emotion to a tattoo with no color. Like that's what one of my favorite things about black and gray tattoos is they they are so strong in how they feel and they don't even need the color to, um, to kind of bring that intensity. But this is so beautiful, really well done. It's also, also a really cool spot to have a big old tattoo on the top of your quad. Like what a cool 
you see that thing all the time. People see it. It's like right there. I love tattoos that you just like, they're right there for you. All right. Bobbert posted a cute little cactus. It's like a cactus in a pot. My artist called me his cactus boy. And the cactus has a balloon floating above it and behind it. It almost looks like, oh, it is. Okay. The, the cactus is like, has its arm wrapped around the balloon. It's a red balloon and a green cactus. I love this because it's, it's just such a beautiful contrast of color and it's simple. It's just a terracotta pot with some brown, a cactus with a few shades of green and a balloon with red. It's just simple and beautiful. And it like, it sits completely well by itself. And that could be its own piece on your arm forever. Or you could, you know, have it join an entire sleeve and it would work just as well. I love that. I totally love that. Uh, it's a uh, Satan posted finished tattoo today. If anyone knows, eat your kimchi. Their their saying is to build a ladder, and it's inspired by this tattoo. Uh, I don't know that, but this is incredible. This is uh, honestly, this actually reminds me of my artist who has done all my color work, Anna. In that, this sort of looks a little bit like watercolor. It's so beautiful and vibrant, and the strokes on both the flowers and the ladder. There's like a ladder surrounded by these really beautiful flowers. Um, the strokes and the way the strokes look almost looked at, look as if they're done by a paintbrush and not a tattoo gun, which I, I'm always mesmerized when artists can pull that off and make, hey, you have to stay. I can't hold two dogs, okay? Peachy sits. Thank you, baby. I'm always mesmerized when uh, tattoo artists can make it feel like you're looking at a painting and not a tattoo. So cool. Jessa with the Reaper Woman. Oh, my dude, I heavily fuck with this one. So it's this woman holding a reaper and her outfit is all black. She's wearing a hood that's covering half of her face. She has a tattoo of a little skull on her shoulder and then also has a skull as part of her hood with two beautiful, looks like roses behind her in love with this one. I big time fuck with this one. I, I don't know what it is about like Oh, and then her in the middle of her gown, there's like a tree happening. So neat. I love dark tattoos that have this like, I love the reaper. I love the skulls. I love all of it. The vibe of this is something that I just like really fuck with. I really like this a lot. And I can see why you would want this. It looks like a calf. I think it's a calf tattoo. Very, very cool, Jessa. Willow. Got to throw my little buddy in there. Willow, I think you might have put in a few a few suggestions, or not suggestions, but a few of your tattoos. And this is the one I picked, but it's a little cat. Very thin, fine line work of a cat laying on its back with its belly showing and the tail coming out the bottom. And on its belly, it says in very simple print, all caps, me time. I love this one. This one is really cute. I love how simple it is, but it's also like very much a vibe and it does a good job of, uh, with its little information. Cause it's not a complicated tattoo, but it does a good job with what is there really conveying what, what the mood is. And I love that the eyes, I don't know. It's just neat. I love stuff like that. Uh, McKaylin coming in hot, just so hot with a dink fam dink juice tattoo 
with bright colors, our Dink logo, the word Dink and a straw. It's actually one of our emotes. Um, very, very cool. I love this, McKaylin. I, d- I also do know that there was a fair a fair few of um, pinup tattoos of me as Summer, and I have seen a lot of them. Uh, I didn't choose any for this episode, uh, but I have seen a few of them, and they are special. So if you decided to get me as a pinup doll dressed as Summer on your body, I first of all want to thank you and honor you. And second of all, why don't you lay down, baby? Second of all, want to applaud you because that's uh, brave. And um, well, I don't know if I would get a tattoo of me because I don't, I don't want to look at me that much. <laughs> uh, we got Mo Molly coming in with this really, really colorful yet dark piece. I love it. It's it, okay. So it has like a samurai vibe to it. it. So, Peach, you can't you can't do that. You literally there's audio coming on the table. She's like digging on the table. Baby, can this is a cuddle cup. It's not a blanket. Sit. Sit, baby. Sit. I'll tuck you in if you sit. <laughs> Sorry about this. Peachy, you got to sit, baby. You got to sit. Okay. <laughs> it's a wave. This is a cuddle cup, so there's not like a blanket she, she can get tucked in. She's like, why? I don't understand. I just want to be under it. You can, you want to sit on your, okay, here. All right. That's where you're going to be. Anyway, this tattoo, Okay. Uh, from Mo Molly. It's uh, like a black diamond. And then on top of it is a purple butterfly. And the, the butterfly has a, has a design on its wings where there are eyes on each wing. So there's four total eyes because there's like the upper right, lower right, upper left, lower left. And the eyes have this yellow tint similar to the yellow on the back of the butterfly. And also the yellow that's on the diamond shape that has sort of a samurai vibe. I love this. I fucking love this. I would love to know more about this tattoo and what what inspired it. But just looking at it is like one of those tattoos that it just looks freaking cool. It just looks cool, you know. Uh, e. Claren, this one caught my eye because of the simplicity and the color and how it works together. So this is. Uh, it's color, but it's also black and gray. There's like a mountain range all in black. And then above it, there's a dragon all in red with no black on it. So it's just a complete red line work tattoo with a little uh, red marking on the mountain to contrast. But something about just the plain red line work next to the plain black line work really works for me. I love the shading of the mountain. I think it has enough depth while also being very simplistic and neat. Um, and the red, I mean, both with the dragon and the marking on the mountain really makes it pop. And I think it's kind of nice. Uh, Christy 182 Ava, uh, posted all of her tattoos, but I picked the first one. Plus I have a little paw print with an orange heart connected for one of my cat. So this is just one I picked. This is really neat because it's very bright and in a cool spot. It's like on the shoulder, like right here. I've seen a lot of cool tattoos on like near the collarbone. I've actually fucked with the idea of maybe getting one, like maybe something right here, because I think it's just a neat spot. But this is, looks like a sunflower, and it's just really popping with the color. And I love tattoos that are just super visible, both because of their vibrant color, but also their placement. I think those are just awesome. So this one's really cool, Christy. Siley, love seeing all these beautiful pieces. Here's my most recent tattoo. It's a Bob Ross-inspired landscape tattoo. 
with my favorite quote of his underneath, as long as you're learning, you're not failing. First of all, great quote. This tattoo just has a real classic vibe. It's just got a, it's got a vibe to it that's like, no matter what like trends of tattoo come and go, this tattoo will always be fucking cool. I mean, Bob Ross, like you can't go wrong. It's a Bob Ross painting of a mountain, trees, lake, and sunset. Just beautiful. The colors pop. It's got that watercolor brush vibe to it. And the lettering is really nice. Lettering is hard. And this lettering is really nice. Really, really like this one. Uh, Aim Mida. Study girl tattoo that wasn't meant to be a study girl, but definitely turned out to be a study girl. I like this one a lot. This one is, uh, this is very, very basic, clean, like well done line work, right? Just fine line, sing, almost single needle. I don't actually know if it's single needle, but it's just one of those like very straightforward line work tattoos. It looks like a person in front of their window and then behind them through the window, you see their cat perched up on the windowsill and you see the moon and some stars and it's just all done with just like almost one line. So simple. I love tattoos that are just doesn't need a lot to like really portray a vibe. This looks like I get a whole entire vibe from this tattoo. I can hear the rain. I can feel the the sense of being alone and having your cat with you there and I just the whole thing. I just love it. Uh, Sarah Head, my two favorite out of all my tattoos. The skull relates more to my studies in radiology. I love that. You're studying radiology and you have a skull. I think that's badass. Um, slash radiation therapy. And then the bike is for my GPA. Oh, my grandpa. I'm so sorry. My grandpa, who recently passed away, even at the age of 87, was riding his bike around town. Okay, the bike tattoo is what caught my eye. I'm going to rotate it so I can see it better. But the bike tattoo is so, so, so neat. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. Sounded like your grandpa was awesome and so cool that he was riding his bike around town even at 87. This actually was done in one line. This is a single line tattoo and it starts with the front wheel and goes through and does the whole... How do you even do this? It's all done with one line. It's like makes the wheel, goes around, makes the handlebar, makes the seat, and then the other wheel, and then it's all done. It's all one line. It's literally one stroke. That is so neat. Oh, man. Very cool, Sarah. Sorry to hear about your loss and very cool tattoo. Micro nerd. Getting a Disney tattoo for my family. Stitch is for me. The minion is for my brother. I still need to get Baloo, Mulan, and Lady. Got the travel dolphin when I turned 18. So this one caught my eye because it's like so much, so much color on such a big tattoo. This is covering their entire calf and like the back and the front almost of their calf. Like it covers their whole leg. That to me is just so cool. The purple, the purple and the yellow. How do you get those colors to like pop so well? I don't know, man. That is so badass. The minion looks cool. Oh man, I love it. Very cool tattoos. Um, and I love Stitch too. I've seen a lot of Stitch tattoos. This is very, very cool. The colors are definitely what caught my eye on that one though. 
Okay, there's an Aries tattoo of an Aries ram done by Annoying Flowers. Had to shout that one out. That one looks super dope. Uh, and then this one, what is this? This is crazy. Uh, consensual, consensuals. I got this when I was 17 in this guy's house for $300 and it took five hours. Okay, circumstantial, circumstantially, it doesn't sound like something I would do, but it turned out so cool. I've never gotten a tattoo in someone's house. Yeah, I've never, no, I've never done that. Uh, also, are, is that allowed at 17? Anyway, it's dope. Doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know what this is or what it's inspired by, but it's bad fucking ass. It looks like maybe an anime. I don't know. The red, the black, and the silver. Again, also a leg tattoo. I'm a big fan of leg tattoos. I think this looks really, really neat. Uh, Kim. Kitsune tattoo with sunflowers on my ankle by Melly May on IG. She deserves so much more love. Her tattoos are amazing. Melly May. I'm gonna, dude, I'm gonna drop the follow real quick. Let's dig Instagram out of the depths of my phone. Melly May. M-E-L-L-Y-Y-M-A-E. Follow. Dunzo. This tattoo is insanely cool. It's like a, a cat mask. It almost looks like a Japanese cat mask with all black and gray, except for the designs on the cat mask are red and the red pops so well. The line work is pretty damn impeccable. The, sh the shading is so nice and simple and there's like a rope and some flowers. I would get this tattoo. I don't even know what it means and I would get it. So, so, so cool. Love this. Uh, super cat 202. This is my newest, largest and favorite tattoo. Currently I've got a few others and I'm super excited to be getting one from Anna when the Warren tattoo opens again. Yes, dude. So Anna again is my artist who's done all my, uh, color work on my arm. She's wonderful. Her name's uh, Anna Kojikari and her, her tattoo shop, the Warren actually closed down temporarily due to COVID. They have to relocate and it's one of the many businesses that have been affected, uh, by what's going on. Uh, so yeah, like definitely hope they can find a spot and open back up soon. Um, holy shit, this tattoo super cat. Holy shit, dude. I couldn't believe this tattoo when I saw it. It's a lion with this like blue color hue to it, but like super realistic, hyper realistic, I want to say, with two really vibrant yellow flowers next to it. And it looks like some berries on the flowers. And I can't tell. Is, are those berries on the head or is that like a bow tie? No, I think those are berries. Oh, it's so cool. I like, this is one of those tattoos that you're like scrolling and you see it and you have to like stop and like zoom in and inspect every little piece of it because it's just so incredible. The, 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 the lion tattoo, I feel like is just so hard because of all the intricacies of the hair that come with the both of the face and the facial expression, but then also like the mane of a lion. And this is just so beautiful. The hair is like flowy and it's detailed, but not too detailed to the point where it, it takes away from like the softness of it. Oh, such a fan of this one. Big, big fan of this one. Seth, 
Hi, Dink fam. Here's my most recent tattoo, a deer skull with magnolias. I'm a sucker for skull tattoos of any kind. Deer skulls, human skulls, cat skulls. I have a, a cat skull on me. This is, um, wow. This is just so beautiful. I love it. It's simple. I love a simple black and gray skull tattoo. I'm honestly a simple, I'm a simple person in that way. I think it's just real nice. And uh, the magnolias add a lot to it. And I think it's uh, really, really sweet. So, oh, and there's also a, a touch of white on there too. You can see there's like some white dots and line work throughout to highlight, which I think is uh, so, so cool. And I got two, three more. I got three more. Okay. The first one is from Kaisi. Kaisi, my two main tattoos, uh, dogs, just because I like them. And cat is to honor my baby who I had for 18 years. So I picked the dog one because it just caught me, but this is so cool. It's simple. There's like a, there's like a chain that comes from behind them and comes out in front of them. And then there's two I'm blanking on the name of this breed, but it's a very common, not common. It's a very well-known breed. I'm stupid for not knowing it. Um, I'm going to say the wrong breed and then get laughed at. So I'm not going to say the breed, but it's really beautiful. And your dogs look amazing in it. I love the saturation of black versus the lack of color on the chain. So it makes the dogs really pop out. Really, really neat. Uh, Wicked Normal coming in hot with a cover-up. I wouldn't have even been able to know, to be honest. It's from a Doctor Who episode. Vincent and the Doctor has gotten me through the toughest of times. I have it on my forum, so I'm always, always know I'm not alone. This is beautiful. I love the story behind it. I feel like the color and the black just work so well together on this tattoo. It's a, it looks like a police phone booth or a police box phone booth with it's all black, and it looks almost done like with splatter paint. It's just so cool. And then there's just this really bright blue and yellow smoke and hue behind it that contrasts the black so well. Big, big fan of this one. Never watched Doctor Who a day in my life. Still a very, very, very rad tattoo that I personally love anyway. And then we got Lore, Lore's Haze. I'm so late, but I have a thigh tattoo bigger than my hand. I would love to show it, but I'm sure I'd have to censor it since it includes a blank uh, peen. The tattoo has a peen because he's naked. He's lovely. He's just naked. And so they did include the entire tattoo and just censored out the peen. But this is such a badass tattoo, dude. Uh, I don't really know the story behind it, and nor do I need to. It is just so neat. I'm a sucker for, like I said, like dark vibe, black and gray tattoos. I don't know why. They always get me. I just love this. And I think this is just beautiful artwork. I have nothing but good things to say about this tattoo. It's very, very cool. Very cool. Anyway, okay, so those are the tattoos that you guys sent in and that I wanted to... Kermit, I'm going to put you on the bed now. You got to lay down. Lay down. Okay. Good boy. So thank you guys for submitting them. Uh, I wanted to... I'm, those are the tattoos I wanted to go through and just kind of highlight on the podcast because I thought... What a fun idea to go through tattoos and uh, talk about them. And uh, you guys, you know, get a chance for, for other people on the internet to see your tattoos because we were, we're talking about them. I think that's really rad. So 
first of all, thank you to everyone who submitted tattoos in the Discord and continue to because I, on my free time, definitely all the time go in there because I just love looking at tattoos. And I think they're really, really rad. And I think you guys are all rad. And I think your tattoos are very cool. And I'm jealous of all of them. And I want all of them. Uh, you, I, I've been asked quite a few times over the years to do um, like a tattoo tour. And I haven't really done one. I haven't really made a dedicated video or post or whatever about all my tattoos. Because I do feel like it's a bit, first of all, I feel like it's a bit vain. So it's like, it's hard for me to want to just be like, hey, look at all of my tattoos. Um, also, I did a photo shoot with Inked Magazine a few months back at the beginning of the year, actually. Uh, and I, the, when that came out, that ended up being more of just like a focus on a couple wide pictures of me uh, with my tattoos showing uh, rather than like a detailed journaling of all my tattoos. Not that that's what I thought it was going to be, but I was... Um, you know, I was saying to people like, maybe wait till this comes out and you'll see all my tattoos. Turns out you won't, you can't see all of my tattoos in that. It's a very cool article. And I got to work with an awesome photographer, um, in, in making that article and that photo shoot happen. Um, so I, if you haven't checked that out, check it out. It's awesome. You can just like search Julian Inked magazine, but, um, I could go over some of my tattoos, I guess. Right. I have, so I have, I lost count. I have one on my ribs that I got first. This is my first tattoo. It's a date that corresponds to the date that uh, my brother actually got better from something that was very serious. My brother had Guillain-Barre syndrome a um, very long time ago, and it was very serious, and it got him to a very, very scary point. Uh, and then he recovered, and the tattoo is to remember how strong he was and uh, how just amazingly grateful I am to have him and still have him and remember what we went through. Um uh, then my next tattoo was this little cloud on my wrist. You guys have seen that. That's very fine line. I got uh, a similar tattoo of the dart for last minute trips on the other side of my wrist. Same artist, Daniel Winter, which was um, was kind of dipping my toes into black and gray, like really fine line tattoos. So I got those two and I'm like, yeah, you know, black and gray is cool. And then bam, got a whole bunch of color on this arm. Uh, I made a video about my Slurpee tattoo. It was for my friend Brandon who passed away. The Slurpee was my first tattoo of color on my body and also my first tattoo from Anna who is amazing and incredible and I can't wait to work with her again. Um, and by work with her, I mean sit like a sweaty slob while she performs her incredible artwork on me that I get to have for the rest of my life. Uh, I loved it so much that I just kept going back to her over and over and over. And I have since filled, I would say like a two-thirds sleeve of my left arm in her work and I've dedicated my whole arm to, you know, I've given my arm to her. We did uh, a forearm piece that took nine hours of where the wild things are with a little bit of a Dia de los Muertos kind of spin, at least with, there was a little bit of skelly action, but the colors I'm just in love with. I have an Iron Giant, one of my favorite movies growing up. I actually got that tattooed on my arm at a tattoo convention, which was an interesting experience from Anna. Then I have Buttercup the Cow, uh, a wonderful cow that I got to know for a little while who passed away. And I have a desert uh, New Mexico scene behind um, with a hot air balloon and some sunset. And then on top, I have my bunny, my bun bun foof right here. 
This is my last big color tattoo. And I have this big old empty space right here on the inside of my arm. So I'm excited to fill that when I can get tattoos again. On this side of my arm, I have the uh, I have the saber-tooth cat fossil, which is the official, it's the official fossil, which I didn't know states have official fossils. It's the official fossil of California. So this saber-tooth cat right here is, is like an ode to California and me growing up here. This skull right here, I did not design, but I composed based on other designs that I had found and kind of altered a little bit. Uh, and there is, I, uh, I changed it in that there used to be a bunch of flowers and instead I changed it to wheat plant, the wheat flower, because I cannot have wheat and this is a skull and the skull is dead. And if I eat wheat, I will die. <laughs> even though that's not true, but, um, it's almost like it's my kryptonite and I cannot have it. So I decided to mix it into a cool little, um, skull arrangement, you know, to remember that this guy can have it, but I can't. I also have this TV man, a man wearing the suit with a TV for a head. This was actually, um, a piece of art on my tattoo artist's wall, Jason stores in Venice. One of my favorite tattoo artist that I've ever gotten to work with. I can't wait to go back to him. Really awesome dude. Very, very talented. Um, he had this piece uh, on a canvas on his wall and I was getting tattooed. And I said, that is a really cool piece. And he said, thanks, my friend drew it. And I said, Kai have it on my body? And he was like, yeah. And so we did it. Uh, and that's just one of those instances where I just, I see something um, in, in like an artistic setting and I just love it so much that I want it as part of my collection. I'm a collector, you know what I mean? And I thought it was like a very, very, um, captivating style of tattoo. I could relate it to myself a little bit because the guy has the TV for a head. So I kind of think of that as like, you know, I'm on people's screens, right? Not TVs, but I'm on their screens and that sort of is one part of me. And this tattoo can kind of represent that part of me in a way. I have my kitchen tools on my outer forearm from Louis Perez, one, uh, another one of my favorite tattoo artists. He's really rad dude. I got to work with him when I shot something for Inked Magazine a few years ago. Uh, he actually gave me this little Iggy right here, uh, or Greyhound, just kind of a generic Greyhound tattoo for the dart, dart video where we threw a dart at a flash sheet of tattoos and whatever it landed on we would get. Louis was the artist. We were blessed to have him there. Uh, I, I immediately was like, dude, I'm going to hit you up. And he was like, yeah, here's my number. And we've been pals and he's been a, an awesome artist for me ever since. Uh, and he did these awesome kitchen utensils for me, uh, as well. I also have my vacuum, my breaking bad vacuum, um, Hoover max extract pressure pro model 60. Of course, uh, I got this shortly after I got the kitchen utensils, just a fun little vacuum. And then uh, this is, uh, I believe, my last one. No, second to last one. This is a Viking with uh, wings and a halo above his head. This is for my friend Tyler Skaggs, who passed away. Um, we were teammates in high school for a few years. And um, the Viking is uh, because we were on the Vikings. That was our team name. We were the Vikings, Santa Monica High School Vikings. And the halo is because he was an angel. Uh, he was on the Angels in the MLB and also because he is an angel now looking down on us. And 11 was the number he had when we were on the same team. And 45 was the number he had on the angels. And this was done by Jason stores 
easily one of my most important tattoos and one that I am just so grateful to have. And I love the way it turned out. And then my last tattoo on my body is a chair on my right here, right there. It's a chair, folding chair. Okay. That's it. That's my collection. Oh, I also have a little tree right here too. This was before I got the whole sleeve. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I had, honestly, this is something that, uh, I think is a really fun idea. I don't know if the podcast was maybe the perfect way to do it, but I thought that it was good enough to, to make it happen. Uh, I do think that it's really awesome that you guys were able to submit so many cool pieces, so many cool pieces for me to choose from. And, um, I do think it's really rad to have a group um, like a channel, a discord channel where you can just chat about tattoos. So if you're interested in that, join. I and now have to do uh, my duties in carrying the carry me boy because that is his medicine. I have to carry him. Take two of these and call me when you're done carrying me. I want to say thank you to everyone who submitted tattoos. Thank you for watching and listening to the podcast. I hope you have been enjoying my solo podcast and um I'll see you guys next week for another one. Remember to keep uh, keep hitting me with your suggestions in the comments because um, every week I feel like you guys are awesome and you're you're thinking of really cool things for me to do and I appreciate that. So don't stop and I appreciate it and I will uh, be back for more content. But I hope you had fun doing the tattoo tours. Tattoo tours. Tattoo, tattoo time. I don't know. What should we call it, Peach? What are we calling it? Something tattoo, but I hope you had fun doing the tattoo stuff this week. And uh, we'll do something else fun next week. Uh, and hug your pets, be good, have a good Monday, and I'll see you on the next podcast later.